Fraser. Flex and Frooms. Flex and Frooms. This is the Flex and Frooms Catch-Up Podcast. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day, etc., etc. It's nearly end of play, so I hope you're having a lovely, lovely day. We have a Jonah Hill update, courtesy of Flex. And if you've ever wondered what happens when you discover that your situationship is dating their cousin... And you think, yeah, guys, you got this one off Reddit. We actually didn't this time, guys. This was sent in by an actual listener. Um, It's a very demonic and terrifying story, but it's important (laughs) that we get to the bottom of it. Let's go. Mummy, can I listen to Flex and Frooms? Flex and Frooms on Kata. Let's go straight into it. This whole next three minutes is going to be talking about periods and menstrual cycles. So you know what to do. Turn it up. Turn it right <laughs> the way up. Start pirating it. Open the windows. It. Yeah, send it to a friend. This is important information. As someone who has been tracking not only the way that my body's feeling throughout my whole cycle, but also using various apps to get an understanding of what I should be feeling at any given time, I was very, very afraid to notice that my period was almost two days late. That doesn't happen. Or at least I didn't think it happened. I regard myself as having a regular cycle. So I did some research. Come to find out stress, yep, right, can delay your period. And I said, well, in terms of your body, what is your body perceiving to be stress? Excitement. Mm. Adventure. Happiness. Worry. Like uh, anxiety. All of these things, like what we experience every day could be perceived as stress, which I thought was very interesting. In addition to that, frequent flying. (laughs) Now. Get the number out. I am a frequent flyer. Okay. I am. And I was like, how? I I, I Googled it because at this point I was trying to work backwards and do some like um, order of elimination to figure out why it would be late. I was like, okay, what have I been, what have I been eating a lot of? What What if I'm not drinking enough water? And I was like, what about the planes? Planes can impact your cycle again it has to do with the stress situation uh a lot of people have like flight anxiety and it's a very scary place but they also talk about the obvious thing that going between time zones can mess up your hormonal cycle because you're sleeping in different ways and you're waking up in different ways um but also i got into a reddit thread and they were talking about the altitude and i said okay now you've lost me a little bit now you've lost me But if you are someone who flies frequently, I would implore you to just do some some research of your own. I didn't realize that I had uh, plane related anxiety until I said to Fruby one day, why do I always feel like I have to go number two when I go to the airport? Yep. And also I'm the same person who's pushing it and getting to the security check in with 10 minutes to board. No, what are we doing? What are we doing? I, I am my that. mother's daughter, though. I'm my mother's daughter. And it works. <laughs> anyway, that's more menstrual cycle use. And I'm not going to stop, everyone. I feel like we can talk for hours about dating, hours mm. about the apocalypse, hours about celebrities, hours about pop culture. And yet, you know, a bit of the menstrual cycle, you want to stay in a state of confusion? It's not good enough, unfortunately. Just get around it. Pop culture you missed. With Flex and Frooms on Cater. Have you ever had that feeling of wishing that you could show people how terrible someone is and then they do you a favour by outing themselves? I feel like that's exactly what's happening with Jonah Hill and his ex-girlfriend Sarah Brady. Jonah Hill is a comedian and an actor, quite well loved in... 
you know, the comedic Hollywood movie yes. scene. And recently his ex-girlfriend uh, released a couple of screenshots of a few texts detailing his, in her words, like coercive and controlling and verbally abusive behaviour. Now, the main theme of these messages was that Jonah Hill allegedly didn't want his ex-girlfriend wearing bikinis or posting salacious photos on her grid or, you know, uh, hanging out with people who surf, even though she is a surfer and most of her time is spent in bikinis in water. He also allegedly didn't allow her to have any friendships with men and didn't want her to hang out with any of her current female friends that she used to go like clubbing with. Some people sided with her and others said she sounded like just a scorned ex who uh, was a bit unhappy seeing him move on and was a bit unhappy with all the positive press he was getting considering the experience that she had with him, which is fair. But since then, I feel as though Jonah has done her a bit of a service and kind of outed himself through his streetwear brand. And you might be wondering, how did he out himself with clothing? Well, he has this brand called Meaningful Existence. And the entire premise is kind of meant to be ironic of sorts, but it's to worship profit, like to make money. And the whole shtick is that the company tells you that the key to happiness is to buy stuff from them. Mm -hmm. And it says that the brand is ruled and founded by this guy called Ezekiel Profit, as in... (laughs) <laughs> P-R-O-F-I-T but also he's called Profit Ezekiel Profit so you, you kind of get what's happening there it also says on their website that based on the teachings of Profit who is Profit if not Jonah Hill it's his company uh, our company has one simple goal to spread joy throughout the universe by monetizing happiness yikes it's not like the worst bit yet it's kind of like funny I guess then the website goes on to detail a few of their best-selling items a shirt that says complete and unrelenting control like his ex-girlfriend accused him of behaving with her um and (laughs) also uh having socks with the same message so people are kind of like maybe he's fully aware of the way that he's behaving also quick caveat he released a documentary with a therapist that he's had for almost a decade called phil Stutz. Yep. And in the beginning scene of this documentary, Jonah asks his therapist, why do you think I made, I'm making this documentary? And the therapist laughs and he's like, I don't know, to like gain control of the situation. Mm, control. It keeps coming up. It keeps coming up. For a lot of us, everybody's amazing best friend is someone's like terrifying ex, unfortunately. I will say, have a look at the screenshots for yourself. Talk to your friends, your nearest and dearest, and set a standard for what is appropriate behavior. As for me, I saw the text messages. I wouldn't. I didn't like them. I wouldn't send them, and I wouldn't tolerate it being sent to me. Ooh. Hello, love line. We have a bit of a dating dilemma. This is a really, really scary one. Uh, it involves going through someone's phones. Have you ever done that? Keep your ears peeled. And if you haven't because you're worried about what you might find, this is a word of warning. This is a real story, guys. Dear Flexinator and Frumino, I have a little issue that requires your expertise. I've been dating a very nice boy. He's everything I've manifested. He's considerate, kind, hilarious, and has great style. Things have been going swimmingly for about three months now. But I found out something terrifying and I can't move past it. To be fair, it is my fault. Mm. My toxicity from past trauma got the better of me. While he was sleeping, I decided to pick up his phone, Mm. unlock it, and search his messages. I never be tempted. I know, I know. I shouldn't have done it, but I've been burnt too many times. 
I went into his messenger app and was left speechless. He has been sending explicit messages to multiple girls. I understand we're not exclusive, so this isn't really a massive issue, although it is disappointing. The real kicker was dot, dot, dot. When I went through the messages with his cousin, yes, his first cousin, and I discovered that they had been dating in secret for years. Me Googling what is a first cousin? Is that like my... <laughs> that's your cousin. My... Yeah, that's just, that's just a plain cousin. Like my parents' siblings' child. Yes. Oh! Safe to say I escaped first thing in the morning and have not contacted him since. He has since been calling me and texting me, but I don't know what to say. Because to him, everything was perfect. And then I just disappeared. What do I do? The bar has always been in the ground. <laughs> and I know it to be true. The type of things that I hear people let slide, it's unsavory, but I understand the world we live in. One in four people are lonely. Oh. If not more <laughs> at this point. However, in this instance, if it's not the person you like, dating their cousin to turn you off what's it going to be <laughs> what is it going to be what will you allow yourself to endure before you're like okay i think i've i think i've recognized what is appropriate and inappropriate conduct for this australia that we live in do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. culturally in other places different things fly for this common australia please babe your issue isn't how do i tell him that i went through his phone lead with that hello Jeremy, <laughs> after going through your phone, I'd like to talk to you a few things. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> what are you meant to do? I just say you just ghost. Oh, do you don't want to find out? No, 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 no. You cannot bring it up with him. He will panic. He will freak out. As much as what he's doing is Think about the story you're going to tell your friends. They're going to be like, okay, so what did he say? You're going to go, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask. No. Ah, wrap up the story for it's, us. It's his business. And like, as much as it's horrible and awful, like, it's not your place to be looking through his phone. That's the issue you have with this whole thing. <laughs> Any excuse to defend a man. Any excuse to defend a man. She said it's not your place to be going through his phone. But like, it actually doesn't affect her though. Does it? Well, it affects her because this is the type of person that she's about to date. Like, you're picking your partner. It's not just a guessing game. But she's decided that they're not going to date, right? She's stuck in this in-between. Oh I found God. out this unsavory information Sorry. based on my Snoopy. I was going into what this, do I do? I was going into this thinking it's definitely done. She just needs to know. No, that's Am what I, gonna, I like, said. I said the fact that she didn't say this is what I did and not what should I do is is framing this situation. situation. I can imagine now that a few days have gone by, if not weeks, who knows how soon we got to her, her DM, that she might have been in this state of, well, maybe I just imagined it. Mm. Maybe maybe it's just a, it's happens. an in joke because they have the same surname, you know? Ha ha. Oh yeah, that's a great point, Flexi. I'd be a great lawyer. You're listening to Flex and Frooms on Kata. Have you heard about the cage fight? The alleged upcoming cage fight? Not even a little bit. This Elon is the Musk. First time. And Mark Zuckerberg. Two tech billionaire overlords. Allegedly, Mark Zuckerberg has said he's moving on from a rumoured cage fight with Elon Musk because Elon Musk isn't. So this started in June where the tech bosses agreed to a brawl. Musk tweeted that he was up for a cage fight. Then Dana White, the UFC boss, offered to make it a legit competition 
for charity. And then Mark said, Elon won't confirm a date, then says he needs surgery and now asked to do a practice round in my backyard instead. Zuckerberg goes on to say, if Elon ever gets serious about a real date, an official event, he knows how to reach me. What is this for? Is this just not a bit? It's a bit, but like they actually hate each other because Zuckerberg did threads. Zuckerberg is communicating to Elon via threads and Elon's responding on X, Twitter. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yes, yeah, that is what's happening. This is so dumb. It's like incredible um, marketing for each platform. This is what I was saying. Everything, I saw that one final interview, Terrence McKenna, and he was like, the world is going to get weirder and weirder and weirder. And the weirdness that we once thought was weird is going to be so weird that we can't describe or define why the weirdness is just weird. It's making us uncomfortable. That's where we're at because what are you doing? It's like how we view millionaires, right? You should be at least a beacon of professionalism. And now you're doing bits on these <laughs> platforms that you made. Maybe that's for the best. I don't know. I'm I'm very confused. Leave the jokes to us, I say. I feel like nothing felt real since D Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's been real. You've been listening to the Flex and Froom's daily podcast. For more, tune in to Cater on DAB or stream it on iHeartRadio.